presents Curse of Strahd, a spooky adventure for D&D 5th edition. Episode 10. We've only lost two people so far. In the previous episode, our heroes found a tavern, which to Eremon's great disappointment is not featured in the camera guide. But they do make a new friend in the shape of Ismark Kolyanovich, the son of a recently deceased burgomeister, whose home has been under siege from Strahd's minions. He persuades our heroes to escort his sister Irina to a nearby town for her safety. As we rejoin them, they are about to head out to the Kolyanovich mansion. Okay, so... Um, Ismark leads you out of the um, the blood of the vine and moves up to the um, the next sort of crossroads. You can see that there's a a bit that goes kind of north northwest that heads up towards the church that you noted earlier. But he's going to take the way that's down to the south. We're going down to the south, and at the end is the Burgermeister's mansion. Probably not where you can see it. I don't think you need to move all the characters down there at this point. So, here's the description. A weary-looking mansion squats behind a rusting iron fence. The iron gates are twisted and torn. The right gate lies cast aside while the left swings lazily in the wind. The stuttering squeal and clang of the gate repeats with mindless precision. Weeds choke the grounds and press with menace against the house itself. Yet, against the walls, the growth has been tramped down to create a path all about the domain. Heavy claw marks have stripped the once beautiful finish off the walls. Great black marks tell of the fires that have assailed the mansion. Not a pane nor a shard of glass stands in any window. All the windows are barred with plank, about a barred with planks, each one marked with stains of ill omen. This place looks promising. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm a bit worried about those floor marks. Um, can I run a nature check and see if I can see what they are? Uh, sure. Roll away. I think I clicked it. Hang on a minute. Yes, you did. It's 20. I did click it. That's beautiful. Very nice. Yes, I got a 20, although not natural. And there's that squeaking noise again. It's my mouse. <laughs> It's my mouse. Ah. That's what's making speaking. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Right. Two jigs. I'm just going to go and get my work mouse. Okay. <laughs> we will We will stay as we are. Given the yep. tenor of the sound, I couldn't tell whether she meant literal mouse or... <laughs> <laughs> like, it could really go either way here. <laughs> well, we do, we do end up with mice in the house occasionally. It's usually the cats have brought them in, oh, and, and then lost them. Oh, <laughs> well, usually what happened in the, early in the week. Actually, Lilo spent almost an entire day sat in front of the um, the wine fridge and the, uh, the the sort of chest of drawers thing we've got in the kitchen, and just sat there staring at it all day. And so you knew there was something behind there. And then the next morning I woke up and found a, a dead field mouse in the hall. So she obviously must have got to it eventually. Mm. Did I hear you correctly? A wine fridge? Yes. You have an entire fridge for wine? Yes. And beer. You don't? <laughs> <laughs> we actually got one mainly on the grounds that we don't have a very, very big fridge. Uh, just for safety. Uh, fortunately, I did not score myself, but I'm going to be... Oh, okay. Did, I, did you hear that? Kind of. Sort of. Yeah, so Penny has... Uh, just be a pause for a couple of minutes because Penny has um, spilt her tea. Oh. Um, luckily, she has, did not spill it on herself, so she has right. not scored it herself. Ah, good. What was I saying? Yeah, so um, basically, we don't have a very big fridge, so if if you try and put sort of an open bottle of wine or uh, wine into cool or something, it takes up... A significant chunk Aww. of the available space. So a few years ago, we decided to get a small wine fridge and that died very quickly. So then we went for a slightly more expensive one because yeah. <laughs> it do last slightly better. Mm-hmm. Consumer electrics are ridiculous for how quickly they die these days. There's no, no excuse for it. I want to get a mini fridge for my room and it's shaped like a board cube and it lights up and I want it really badly. But Think Geek doesn't sell it anymore, so... Oh, oh man! <laughs> <laughs> oh, <that's> a, <laughs> a cube. Yep. 
like, yeah, I could go for that. And, and that would be like perfect. You could put like, you know, all the stuff that, you know, you really like, and you could really say that resistance is futile. Exactly. And just, <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. I think you could actually get a bonus thing as well. You could get a little enterprise model to sit in front mm -hmm. and you could have um, red wine bottles instead of the nacelles. Awesome. I want that now. <laughs> I need to find a person who can put that together. Actually, I'm not sure it's a terribly stable shape for putting bottles in. So it's no. really not designed for, uh, for proper surfaces. Oh, a bottle of wine on each side and a, a pizza on there. <laughs> pizza for the saucer and then wine bottles for those cells. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh my gosh, at my next party, I am making that. Uh -huh. Like I ever make and a then, party. And then just a part up the middle and part up the middle with a couple of beer cans <laughs> in it, just in case. Yeah. We, used to, we used to have something called uh, a bachelor chair that Penny, Penny inherited from uh, one of her relatives. And it was a, a, a sort of straight back chair. Mm -hmm. um, the sort of padded pad back and, and wooden sides to it. And in one side was a little mini bookcase and the other side was a thing for putting a bottle of wine and a glass in. Nice. That's amazing. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Eventually, um, we, we didn't have room for it, I think. Mm -hmm. And it was slightly falling apart and we passed it on to a friend that could make use of it. But, oh. uh, <laughs> Jane disappeared. But there's a dog in her place, so it's a win with I'm sorry, I'm just kidding. I love you, Jane. <laughs> that's a that's a pretty dog right there. Jane, I meant to ask, is that a, a poodle? Uh close. He's a he's a Bichon Frise. So they're sort of Bichon like Frise. Oh. mini poodle, etc. And then um They're little attention whores. <laughs> yeah. And then the other dog, the taller black one is some kind of hound we're not sure exactly he came from the humane society a couple months ago so i remember the picture you posted on it and saw he's doing pretty good yeah he seems to be doing all right and the two of them are getting on okay <laughs> yeah they they play like brothers right so cheerful and playful and occasionally like you know a little snarly but then they're back to being cheerful and playful so. <laughs> as dogs do Hey, and we got to, we got to spend some time with Jane in person a couple of weeks ago, which was very nice. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> we do exist outside of the screens. Right. Whatever, you're lying. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. We are not imaginary internet people. We are real. After all, would imagine would imaginary internet people spill almost an entire mug of tea just because they put it in front of their keyboard and then they move their keyboard forward to try and unplug the mouse? <laughs> they wouldn't be so stupid, would they? I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to laugh at you, but I was kind of laughing at you. It's okay. The tea is not that hot. So while the carpet up here now definitely needs cleaning, which it did anyway, <laughs> uh, I did not scald myself. Unlike the time Snowy stood on the placemat on the edge of the table and flipped the full cup of coffee that was on the other side of the placemat <gasps> entirely over me. Ouch. Yeah, that wasn't fun. No. Although I, I didn't actually get burnt, but it was you know, freshly made coffee. Mm. Yeah. Some of coffee. <laughs> and that was decaf. Mm. Unlike today. <laughs> okay, I'll be honest. I have just realized after lunch, I did have a bit of espresso. Oh. Oh my gosh. What did you Now it for? comes out. So I had a double espresso. <laughs> and then on the way home when I was feeling sleepy, I had a cappuccino. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, now it was. I thought it was a bit odd that the cappuccino was having quite that much effect. Oh, my goodness, girl. <laughs> but now I've had food, and that's mopped up the alcohol. Caffeine. <laughs> 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 I'm not sure it works like that, but never mind. Well, it works like that with alcohol sort of a bit, although not for legal purposes. Yes. Food definitely yeah. helps, for sure. So, uh, yeah. I'm back. Okay, so you had just rolled a 20 nature. Mm -hmm. And you can see that the footprints are not animal prints. Um, apart from, well, it's, it's, it's a mixture of wolf paw prints and human paw prints. It was the claw marks I was looking at, my lovely. Oh, sorry, the claw marks on the walls. Yeah, uh, yeah so they look like they might be made by some sort of um, canid creature. Okay, folks, those claw marks over there 
They were made by something in the dog family, and I don't think it was Labradoodle. Mm-hmm. Mm, I think it was, might be might have been one of the bigger ones, possibly more towards the wolf end of the spectrum. Right. <laughs> I look at Ismark. Wolves? <laughs> and uh, Ismark kind of looks back at you and said, you could have just asked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, sorry, uh, Sorry, in my in my village, you're expected to uh, try and figure these things out for yourself first. Um, is that not the way you do it around here? Well, you could have asked, and I could have told you to work out for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been uh. rude. Uh, no, actually, his voice went then, didn't it? Uh, no, no, no. So, uh, didn't didn't I say when I told you we, we were under siege? It was uh, um, werewolves and oh, ghouls wow. and zombies. What? Oh what? my. No, you did not say. How convenient. Oh, no. no. <laughs> oh, what I did. Oh, well, sorry about that. Hello, Leela. Uh, oh, he has a cat with him. Um, Tiz kind of gapes a little bit at, at this, like, we- werewolves? Oh, yes. Damn. Really? Yes, there's a lot of werewolves around here, I'm afraid. It's uh, part, of, part of the joys of living in Strahd's uh, domain. Catherine is the only lycanthrope I've ever met. She was a lycanthrope. Wait, what? <laughs> did did you all not know? No. She used she used to be. I think she was a were boar. I think that's what she was. <laughs> she was. I mean, she was cured of it a long time ago, but. I don't know. She always seemed different after that. Lena just sits there giggling with her rock. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, to be honest, if somebody's had an unfortunate medical condition and and then been cured of it, um, one doesn't normally discuss such a thing. No. True. So so I can understand why it didn't come up. I thought you were going to say, if you've you've had a serious medical condition and it wasn't your fault, then... Mama said Quince LLC. <laughs> no, Mama ma- hasn't seen those kind mm-hmm. of <laughs> The reception up in his tiny village is rubbish. <laughs> and the broadband speeds are falling. And now I'm kind of wishing I would have actually spoken to Catherine a little bit more. Maybe, maybe mm. we'll learn a little bit more too. Mm. I did know that as the DM. I just kind of forgot because it hadn't really come up. Well, that, that, that was Erwin saying, you know, I wish I would have spoken to her a bit more. I don't know if she would have said anything, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, she wasn't the friendliest ever. She was a bit gruff, yeah. When she, when she came to temple events. Okay, so you're outside the house and... Uh, oh, wow. damn. Is where I'm terrible at naming. And Ismark knocks on the heavily the door that has a a um, hatch on it that is heavily barred from the inside. As in, after he knocks, the door opens and a, a, a face peers out. You can't see terribly clearly at this point. And you hear a woman's voice say, "Oh, it's you. Oh, you seem to have found some help." Wait a minute. I'll just open the door, and the door is opened, and you can go inside. Help may be a strong word. Sorry? Never mind. Just musing. Are you talking to your rock? Maybe. <laughs> I'll look at Simeon and I go, see, another time where knocking first does help. <laughs> <laughs> nice girl, <laughs> For our listener, Alton is waving a slightly annoyed finger at this point. <laughs> I will just lift my chin a little and walk in. <laughs> Does he trip over anything? So you are met as you enter by um, a young, a striking young woman with long auburn hair who um, you understand is the aforementioned Irina. The interior of the mansion is well furnished, yet the fixtures, like everything else that you've seen so far in, in this domain, show signs of great wear. Noticeable oddities are the boarded-up windows and the, place, and the presence of holy symbols in every room. The Burgermeister is in a... 
I'll come back to that. The Burgermeister is in a side drawing room on the floor, lying in a simple wooden coffin, surrounded by wilting flowers and the faint odour of decay. Uh, what I was laughing at is I've just realised what it actually says is Burgomaster. Mm-hmm. Which isn't even a good translation. And I've just been saying Burgermeister automatically. <laughs> okay. So y'all just y'all left him here like this? Uh Irina looks at you and says, Well, I don't know who you are, but uh yes, we, we want to take him for a, a proper funeral at the um at the church, but uh nobody from the village wants to come and help us. They're all too scared. Oh, so you haven't had the funeral yet? Oh. No, no. We had the funeral if there was a body still there. <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry. We didn't, you know, earlier um, we heard of your, the passing of your, uh, the sound of your passing father. Um, yes, indeed. Um, yes, uh, condolences, um, Marshal Kirkman. Irina gives her brother the look that, oh, that um, sisters give brothers throughout time. Oh, you didn't tell them. Typical. <laughs> And didn't tell us about werewolves, didn't tell us about ghouls, didn't tell us about your father sitting here decaying in the middle of your sitting room. Yeah. But it's summer and we're running out of ice. Material. This is times when I wish I had our, our other DM, Ben's deadpanness. <laughs> I wouldn't waste so much time just giggling. Uh, I spent giggling. It's time profitably spent. Tiz, did you say something about funeral rites in your area of study? Tiz? Oh, sorry. I didn't hear <laughs> my name. Um, uh, yes, I uh, am learning about funeral rites. I've done a few recently. Um, uh, I, can, I can probably assist. <laughs> well... Uh, Irene says, well, thank you. That's very kind of you. And the problem is not so much with the service itself. It's, it's just getting the body up to the church. Um, it's uh, more than the two of us to transport it. And uh, we just can't seem to get anybody to help. Uh, can I get you all to make a perception roll, please? Mm. No, because that's scary. Right? It could have been worse. <laughs> hey. It could have been initiative. 17. Yes. And I've got a four. I got a. Well. <laughs> oh, dear. Mama set has a four. I'm focused on the decaying body in the middle of the sitting room. Boy, that's a natural one. <laughs> I'm focused on the ice chips surrounding the decaying body in the <laughs> middle of the sitting room. Okay, so Lena. Yes. As you're standing there talking to Irina. You can't help but notice, just peeping up the top of the high collar she's wearing, a couple of small puncture wounds. What is, uh, if you don't mind me asking, are you okay? Uh, well, it depends what you mean by okay. Um, what do you, why, why did you ask? Um, I'm, my father's been killed and has died and he's sitting there unburied. Terrible, terrible. I'm not talking about emotionally, though. More around the... Physically, are you ill? Are you okay? Do you have any strange bite marks? (laughs) That's so subtle. (laughs) She kind of, without even thinking about it, sort of puts her hand up to the marks on her her neck. Oh, oh, those. Before we close the doors to him, did actually have a couple of visitations from Strad. Uh, Seems to be weirdly obsessed with me. I, I really don't understand why. Uh, uh, apparently, I, I don't remember what happened at all myself, but um, why, why are you giggling? <laughs> Medicine, arcana. Nope. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> Benny! Buffy <laughs> reference. In the yes, chat. thank you. Yeah, sorry, um, Sorry, Caius, you're wanting to make an arcana check. Yeah. Okay. Or medicine, whichever one would fit. I would go for arcana. 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 Which was a 12. 12. Um, you look at it, you can see that uh, there obviously it was, it was made by teeth of some kind, but nothing really beyond that. But, uh, but uh, Irina carries on explaining. The thing is, I... 
we, you know, we, we, we think that for some reason he's trying to, to, to get me under his influence, but uh, thus far it hasn't worked. And now, now we've got him trapped out that he can't actually get inside the house. But um, the, the, the villagers don't, don't believe this. And that's probably why they are so reluctant to help us in a time of need. Didn't, didn't the shopkeeper Bilgerat mention that this strad person was a vampire? Um, at this point, um, Tiz will use her channel divinity to turn undead. Okay. What, what, you mean she becomes undead or she... No. No, no, no. She uses the ability turn undead. Um, so each undead that can see or hear me within 30 feet of me must make a wisdom saving throw. If they fail, it's turned for a minute. Um, they basically have to move a far, as far away from me as they can. Okay, so you cast this and Irina goes a sort of shade paler than she already is and, and looks slightly uncomfortable, but no more than that. Does anyone else react to the, like... My, my spell save DC is 13, by the way. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Ishmark or, or any servants in the vicinity? There, there are no servants. There's only the two of them, and no, Ismark makes no reaction, and the coffin doesn't move. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> okay, but so it doesn't seem to have taken effect on her. No, as I say, you can. Okay, so I say, um, can I actually? Can I ask you make a wisdom roll for me? Straight wisdom. Yes, please. Nice. Fifteen. Yep, that's fine. So your your conclusion from seeing the effect on her is that obviously she is slightly affected by her uh, encounters with um, Strahd, but she is still human. She's not under. She's not in any danger of turning or anything like that. It's just she's just been affected enough for it to make her feel slightly uncomfortable, but no more than that. Um, Tiz sort of stops like like once it's done or whatever, and says, "Sorry, just." Just checking, you know, precaution. Carry on. Uh, that's, that's understandable under the circumstances. Do the rest of us know what just happened? Not, <laughs> not really. Sorry, just saw Lilo's tail go in front of your screen. Yes, because Lilo has just <laughs> Probably not. I mean, no. you just saw me. I think what happened was I presented my holy symbol, which you would recognize um, as being the same as on Cather's urn or whatever, um, present my holy symbol and started like chanting something. And then she looked kind of weird. And then I said, okay, just checking. <laughs> and then that was it. <laughs> like that is what happened. That is what you guys saw. I don't know if a light shines from it. I don't think it gives a description, but. Okay, really though, are you okay? Uh, why doesn't every, <laughs> can, can everybody um, apart from Tiz make uh, uh, an intelligence check? <laughs> Actually, no, we're not Karna check. Thank you, pardon. Arcana. <laughs> I got a five. I got a 16. Woo! Uh, uh, 16 from Darius, a 20 from Eriman, and a 19 from Penny, yeah, from Armaset. Uh, so the three of you have sort of think, ah, uh, you've got a pretty good idea what, what's actually just happened. Ah. Um, but Se- Se- Semyon and Lena are kind of puzzled. I, I go over and I just am poking the dead body. <laughs> Looks rotten. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can you roll a medicine check for me? <laughs> right. Well, it's dead. Yeah. That's as much it's, as you know. With a five. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's dead, all right. I'll tell you that for sure. At this point, Irina turns to her brother and says, Who have you brought into our house? <laughs> they don't seem very bright. Can't talk to Jeffrey like that. She grabs hold of her brother and takes him into a corner to have a, a whispered conversation. There's obviously a certain amount of gesticulating and waving hands, and that's two things that both mean the same thing, but you know what I mean? And, and slightly terse. How would one eavesdrop? Can I eavesdrop? Uh, yeah, sure. That'd be... Uh, uh, perception, I guess. Perception makes sense, I think. Indeed. Yes, you can you can hear enough to work out that they're basically that um, 
is, is Marcus trying to persuade her? Yes, I've, I've talked to these guys and they might be, a, might be able to use them to sort of uh, escort you out in, into a safer place. And she's going sort of, are you sure? I'm not sure I'd trust them to lace up my boots. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. They're, That's not unfair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sort of mutting, you know, you're just getting this general impression, not the exact words. It's sort of, uh, yeah, we don't have a great deal of choice with the people around, have you noticed? And so uh, after this goes on for a little while, they, they come back and uh, Irene sort of gives you a, a sort of half smile, uh, slightly, uh, slightly through gritted teeth. <laughs> <laughs> When do you stop that, Rick? <laughs> I'm sorry, Rick has been miming, grinning and stroking her rock for, for our listener. Uh, um, and so, so, I understand from my brother that um, we might be able to get come to some sort of arrangement for um, an escort out of Baravia to uh, somewhere a bit safer. Yep. We will certainly, we will certainly try uh, our, our best to to get you safely out of here. Um, we've had a few encounters already in this town, so we're hoping with the experience that we've gathered, we could help. Yeah, that's all. We've only lost two people so far. Shh, shh. Don't mention that. <laughs> well, three, but we found one. Two. <laughs> <laughs> In some ways, you could say we found two. I think. I think to be fair, that um, Lena kind of found herself. I don't think you can claim any uh, any part in that process. I found her. <laughs> I, no, I walked down the street and found her. See, I mean, you know, we've got about an eighty percent success rate. That's <laughs> not too bad. I see. Well, that is uh, very um, noble of you and kind of you, but I'm afraid I, I really can't leave right now. Why not? We understand with your father, but this is... Yes, yes, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you, um, young man. Uh, your name, sorry? Oh, I apologize. My name is Eriman. Eriman, thank you, Eriman. Yes, um, yes, very perceptive of you. Yes, I, I, I'm not leaving here until my father has been safely buried. Okay, folks, here we go again. Okay. Um, where and how would you like him to uh, be uh, interred, disinterred, um, 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 sky burial, um, um, uh, um, what, what, what do you like? Uh, well, the um, there's the church on the top of the hill, and uh, that has a has its own its own graveyard cemetery, and um, there's a spot that belongs to our family in in the cemetery, not a, a crypt as such, but an area that our family has uh, always always used, um, and so we uh, we would like to take his body to be his body to be buried in the family plot. Why isn't the church helping you? Don't they have people that help with this? Are there any funeral directors in town? <laughs> hey. Do we need to roll for insurance policies? Well, what is this <laughs> this funeral director that you speak of? I, I don't understand. Oh, I, I read... Uh, never, mind, never mind, never mind, never mind, never mind. I'm sure it's not important. Um, no, the, uh, the church is, uh, like so much in the village, is very... Um, it's very run down, and uh, now there is only really a, a, a single priest. There's no, there's no staff as as such, and to be honest, he hasn't quite been the same. And since his uh, his uh, son disappeared a, a while ago, this place is a nightmare. Um, <laughs> I was going to say we can't get involved with everyone's son. I mean, can't some of them sort their own lives? <laughs> Look. Um, um, Everybody you look at in the town has a little question mark or exclamation mark. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's fixed to their. It's it's a little loop around their head made of wire and this this little <laughs> ceramic question mark sticks. It's like um like Byzantine yeah. depiction of God with the like gold like physical halo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I'm just looking. <laughs> <laughs> Tis, could could you like conduct a funeral? Yeah, sure. Okay, I'd be happy to do that. I could help with like the uh, getting the the body 
you know, mm-hmm. like the carrying um, mm-hmm. stuff. I mean, we don't have to dig, I assume. Do, do you have, is it just crypt locked? Is there, is there a key? Do you need your double duty 40? Anything like that? Uh, no, I, did, I said there wasn't. A, there's not a crypt. Oh, it's just an area, of the graveyard. And, oh, um, sorry. Yes, I don't. Obviously, she says slightly sarcastically. Well, obviously, we didn't know my father was going to die in the net in the past few days. So, so we don't really have you know a pre-dug plot prepared. So, yes, there's a chance that we might need a little bit of help in that. Mm-hmm. Well, if you'd like to ask for help nicely, we might be prepared to give it. Says Martha, who is getting just a yeah. little bit sniffy because Amarnaset has, you know, is aware that they blunder a bit, mm. but but has been offering genuinely to help, yeah, and has done their best to express, you know, like what the words is, the condolences things these, and she's sniffy, and not in a I'm sniffy, sad because my dad died, more like you are scum and I don't want you in my house. And Marmoset reaches down, picks up a bag of gas. <laughs> Back one from around their neck and, and sniffs it to, to check that, that it's still effective and that they still smell a nice, good, decent back guano. <laughs> um, Tiz sort of turns to um, Marmoset and says, They just lost their father and they're under siege from the Count. Mm-hmm. I feel like we can just say we'll do it. Yes. Rather than argue about it. But with zombies going around. Do we really want to go to a graveyard? Well, as long as it's daytime, it won't be bad. Well, well, being quiet while all that's gone is Mark sort of pipes up and uh, very enthusiastically says, oh, it'll be absolutely fine during the day. No need to worry about zombies uh, during the night. And and to be fair, since, uh, since my father sadly passed, we've kind of been left alone. <laughs> really don't know why. So... If you have uh, such thing as a cart, we can begin transporting your father to the graveyard. Um, so, well, while you've been talking and considering this, it has actually got a bit later in the day. Mm. And um, Ismark sort of says, um, under the circumstances, what I said about darkness, so I think it may be an idea if we, we leave this till morning. Um Let's uh, let's all have something to eat, and um, and uh, I can I can uh, we, we we can make up some rooms for you so that you've got somewhere to stay during the night. So that insight role was meant for the um, like oh it'll be perfectly fine like during the day like you don't have to worry about any zombies but uh, yeah I'm this sounds very sketchy to me this guy <laughs> you believe from from listening to him talking and that. Spitting roll. That's <laughs> twenty. It was a natural twenty on my insight. Yep. Listeners. Yeah. Uh, he's telling the truth as far as he knows. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh my. Okay. Okay. So, uh, is there anything particular you need for your funerary rites for tomorrow morning that we need to do any preparation for now, or oh, should we go straight for food and? rest and so on and food sounds amazing uh, i'm guessing sometime after dawn i mean obviously see we already have a um a coffin it's uh, i know it's not the best but uh, it's 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 all that um the two of us could uh, put together with what we could find um yeah, we as you can see we now have no staff of any kind and so we had to uh, we had to do the best we could just the two of us um other than that everything that's uh, required should actually be at the church okay okay sounds good then sounds like a meal is in order Yep. Now, obviously, as you as it's been made clear to you that it is now just the two of them in the house, uh, seems that they haven't been able to keep any servants since I, uh, Irina's uh, almost turning, they um, or attempted turning. It's going to be a fairly sort of basic meal and whatever they've been able to throw together what's in the larder. So, you know, re- still reasonably fresh bread, cheese, um, pickles. Think, think of it as sort of a, a, a basically a, um, a plowman's lunch or equivalent. And it's, it's obvious that it's just been sort of brought together out of what they happen to have around. Um, but it's perfectly good food and there's a reasonable amount of it between you. So so it's, you know, it's, it's, it's probably the best meal you've had for the last few days. Better than anything you managed yeah. to put together over a, a basic campfire. 
I say, this is really nice cheese. Mm-hmm. Oh, where do you get it? Well, at one time, we, uh, until fairly recently, we did actually have, we had a small holding outside of the, outside of the village and, uh, you know, we raised raised our own dairy uh, dairy cattle and, uh, and, you know, we had people that worked for us that made our own cheese. What happened to them recently? Well, um, Strad's, Strad's people killed, killed them all, of course. Oh, excuse me. Did you say dairy? Um, I thought I thought there might be some sheep and goat's cheese. I'm, I'm afraid I'm, I'm lactose intolerant. Uh, which was the privy? <laughs> <laughs> she gives you a look as if to say, I've no idea what you're talking about, but the privy's that way and points in the direction. Mama said it dashes off <laughs> and maybe some time. Well, that moves more <laughs> cheese for me. Learned a little bit more. <laughs> what are you drinking there, uh, Rick? Nothing. <laughs> a Black Butte Porter. Oh, another Porter drinker. Yes. Which Porter? Black Butte. Oh, by Deschute? Yeah. I had a, uh, the brewery is Belching, Bre- Belching Beaver Brewery, um, which I laugh about every time. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And the beer. You know this point. The, uh, the beer is a <laughs> peanut butter chocolate Milk stout nitro. I think. I've had that actually. It's very sweet. Yeah, it's good. Actually, sounds really good though. It's all right. I mean, it's it's very sweet. Like if you want very sweet beer, it's very yeah. good. Which I do. I like hearty beers that you can drink for lunch. Yeah. <laughs> and that's your well, lunch. Yeah. It's dessert, so. yeah. it's dessert in a yeah. bottle. <laughs> um, but I enjoy the way that. Like a properly bottle-conditioned nitro. Yes. Um, turns out you pour it hard and then... Um, and then it settles and it's so pretty. I know. It's nice. So it's a nice texture. It's very creamy. Yeah, so I was trying a couple of um, brew dog varietals last night when uh, I was here by myself. And uh, I have to say, Penny, you can skip the grapefruit and mandarin i think it was flavored one it was really did not taste of anything very much at all it it was kind of less tasty than if it would have been if it had been a you know a fizzy a fizzy bottle thing and really didn't have any beer flavor either it was uh, fairly disgusting to be honest Mm. the other one i had was quite nice though i can't remember it was now much darker thing jane you're looking tired So um, after you've eaten, um, there's obviously a spot of washing up to be done. I don't know whether anyone wants to help help your hosts out with that. Oh, me, yeah, me, sure. me. I'll help. I'll help. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry about earlier. Yep, yep. Let me help with washing up. I've, I've returned from the privy. I'm fine. I did wash my hands. I'll definitely help it. What's <laughs> that? Uh, Tiz will also offer to assist. Okay. Well, do we sing the whistle while you work, song? While we Tiz will like Tiz will Tiz. Tiz will do the like clearing the table and bringing stuff in and like help with like wrapping up food or okay. whatever that kind of. So that that keeps you all occupied for a, a little bit. Um, and by the time by the time you've finished uh, sort of preparing, eating, and cleaning up afterwards, it is very definitely dark outside. Um, thus far, it it seems to be a fairly quiet evening. Um, there aren't any any more noises outside than you would normally normally expect from a village at night. Though you do notice that you don't hear voices at all. So we're in a, norm, a normal village. You know, there might be people you know, coming backwards and forwards from the pub or, or going to visit neighbours or things like that. There's none of that. It's obvious that uh, it's almost like a kind of self-imposed curfew. That once, once it gets dark, everybody just shuts themselves inside, inside their own houses. Okay. And so... She's quiet. Actually. And so with... I'm sorry. Gosh, it's quiet out tonight, says Mama. Said. <laughs> yeah. Do we hear anything? Nope. It is just extremely quiet. No, no noise of anything moving about outside. So it seems that thus far that um, the the truce or whatever that has happened since uh, since the the Burgermeister was killed still seems to be holding. There's no sign that the house is going to be attacked tonight. Thus far. So Ismark gathers you all up and sorts out some rooms within the mansion that you can use. 
Um, it's it's a moderate sized mansion. Obviously, there's a uh, it would it's the sort of place that normally would have maybe five or six servants and probably a full sort of three generations of family kind of living there. So there are plenty of there are plenty of rooms for you each to have a separate room. Um, you notice the same as everything else that you've seen. It's just all a bit sort of musty and tired looking. It's obvious that, uh, well, as, as you know from the outside, all the rooms are um, have their windows sealed up, so there's no so there's no ventilation of any kind. So all the rooms are slightly on the stuffy side. But you know the the, the quality of the the beds and the bedding and that is absolutely fine. It just everything looks as though it'd be uh, greatly sold, uh, greatly improved by being taken out and just aired outside for a while. Okay, Marmoset takes Ishmark aside uh, and says, um, so, okay, given, given the state of um, what you've been through and, and, and the house and everything, do you need us to, like, stand guard outside your sister's bedroom? Or, or um, you know, I'm quite happy sleeping on the floor, actually. It's a lot more comfortable than the, the mountains I normally sleep on. So, uh, you know, anything, would you like that? Would, you, would your sister like that? Would it be offensive? Um, well, um... That's a very, very kind offer. Uh, I, I don't think it's really necessary. I think all the protections on her room is, is is already there. However, if you want to sleep out on the floor outside of her room, outside of her room, he emphasizes. Good grief. <laughs> of course. Uh, then um, we don't do things like that in my village. I understand. That, <laughs> then that uh, would be entirely up to you, um, but. If you wish to, you, you feel free to go ahead. Yeah. Oh, sure. Oh, by the way, um, do I smell garlic or do I not smell garlic? Oh, you definitely smell garlic. <laughs> oh, good. Good, good, good. I was just going to say, if I didn't smell garlic, I was going to mm. offer garlic, but that's fine. Um, is it just Ismark that's walking with us or is Irina also walking with us a little bit? Uh, Irina is still downstairs in the, in the main part of the house at this point. So, so he hasn't checked with her whether she's amendable to these arrangements or not. Okay. Um, actually, uh, I would mention to, to Ismark, uh, your sister had mentioned that things started to calm down after your father passed. Yes. Uh, is there any reason why it would have, just off the top of your head, is why it would calm down after your father's passing? I don't really know. It's, um, it's, uh, I can only think that it's a, a bizarre sort of uh, uh, respect, I suppose. I mean, I know it seems rather out of character for Strad, but uh, that's the only thing I can do to, like, I can think of to account for it. I know that Strad, from what I've gathered, is, I guess, praise is, I guess the word would be praise on this village quite a, quite a bit, but is there any connection between Strahd and your family other than of course Irina? Uh, not that I'm aware of no I mean uh, you know our family has stood um, for the Berg in, um, in, some for, in, in some role or another of a generation so obviously you know all modesty aside we'd be considered one of the more important families in the, in the village but um, we uh, we were not sounded out in any particular way until um, fairly recently does your house have a small library in it? <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, there's a there's there um yes, if you go back downstairs and um if you just go past the room with the body, uh about three doors, take take the door on the left of that corridor, then there there is a small reasonably pointed library in there. May I? Um you're very welcome to go and take a look if you like. I will go ahead and do that. Okay. Yeah. So, is there? Oh, your camera's gone out of focus. That's really weird. Uh, so, yay! Oh, I can still see you. That's better. <laughs> so, um, is there anything in particular that you're looking for in the right library? Uh, anything on uh, history of the town, history of the actually history of uh, uh, closer to maybe maybe like the burgermeisters of the town. See if there's anything that. Okay. That's a, an interesting idea. Oh, sorry, folks. That's Lily purring right into the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, so um, it's cool. I had to mute for dog barking. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's nice to prove that Lilo is actually alive, I suppose. <laughs> so, uh, would you like to give me some investigation roles, um, Eriman? Say, say, give me three. Okay. So the first one is a nineteen. Nice. Second one is a 13. Nice-ish. The third one is a 22. Oh, very nice. Okay, so your observation of the library is that in comparison with other libraries that you've visited in other towns, it would not... You would expect to see more local history, family histories, that sort of thing. While that's not completely missing from the library you you would normally expect the sort of head, headman of a, a, a village to have more uh, local more local information than this having said that um, you do find out some information there's you almost find out more by by reading between the lines of what's not there there is almost nothing about Strahd himself in the books that you look into there's a certain amount of the history of the village, but as, as I say, it's not, not nothing in great detail, but there's nothing about the building of Castle Ravenloft. There is nothing about the history of the area outside of stuff that seems almost in the past rather than anything. So there's nothing very, there's definitely nothing recent. Um, everything from your own time point seems to be a couple of, you know, a few, several hundred years ago at least and the information that's is that you know this was a you know it's just a small local village uh nothing really unusual it was starting to grow a little the church was built relatively recently before the history starts so there was obviously a um a feeling that this was this was a village that was was starting to build just starting to 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 grow Probably would have been a town eventually if it had been left alone. But a few hundred years ago, you, you can't really tell an exact date or anything. It's almost like the history came to an end. And there's, there's nothing new, inf- no new information. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, in fact, do you want to give us a quick um, wisdom roll? Yeah, yes, please. Okay. Right, there's no additional information you're able to glean. I was thinking that there might be some things you could put together, but uh, not with that roll, I'm afraid. <laughs> okay. So the rest of the evening... What's left of it passes uneventfully, and you all retire to bed, apart from Marmoset, who insists on lying down in front of the door once Irina goes back goes to bed. Yep. You notice before that happens that there's an, another one of those slightly irritated whispered conversations between brother and sister. Uh, leading with a kind of roll of eyes from Irina as she goes into a room. Uh, you can't help but notice that on her way in, she's ca- getting a couple of wads of tissue and is poking them up her nose before she goes into the room. Is she grabbing hold of a pomander or, or you know, um, perhaps, perhaps some room spray? <laughs> Extra strong perfume. <laughs> Marmoset didn't think about that. Mm. Well, Marmoset think Marmoset that smells fine then. <laughs> nice, healthy smell of bat guano. Who doesn't have that? Oh, and um, actually, so in, in, in a very um, sort of voce conversation, Semyon has agreed that if Marmoset's going to do that, Semyon's going to uh, do a little bit of patrolling the windows and doors downstairs. Okay. Yep. Heavy crossbow in the hand. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. So, despite everything you've heard and all your fears, the the uh, night passes perfectly 
peacefully. I'm sure under the circumstances, maybe some of you didn't sleep as well as uh, you might have done. But um, I don't think anybody's lost any hit points or anything like that. Um, but uh, you, you can assume after having a couple of quiet nights, uh, both out in the woods and, and back here, that uh, if, if all your hit points back up, all your, um, uh, your um, hit dice are, are back to normal. Uh, you've you've had at least two nights, possibly three nights sleep since uh, since last you had to have a fight. So I'm I'm just going to say that everything's up to to full again. And morning breaks. Um, and break. sorry, I just apologise for breaking the morning. <laughs> and you can see what little light leaks into the house. It's the same sort of grey and dull and misty as you'd uh, you've come to expect as normal from from here so you are all preparing uh, after after a small breakfast you're all preparing to get ready to escort the family and the um, the father's body up to the church and as it is now after quarter to nine i'm going to suggest that's probably a good point to stop okay yeah all right okay i won't be able to stay for the after chat i'm gonna to have to split okay Yep. Okay. Hi, Alden. Okay. Okay. Hugs to the family. Yep. Um, so, uh, <laughs> so sorry, Alden's had to run, but uh, for everybody else, um, you'd like to do your normal goodbyes. So, in the order they now are on my screen, we start with Caius. I'm Caius Wickersham. I've been playing Darius. <laughs> Who's had a very quiet day today. Yes. <laughs> uh, Rick. Uh, I am Rick playing Lena Random and also Jeffrey, um, your tiefling weirdo. Okay, Penny. Hi, I'm Penny Hill. I've been playing Mama Set, who's been just a wee bit overexcited. <laughs> Josh. I am Josh, and I've been playing Airman, the tiefling sorcerer. And finally, Jane. Uh, Jane or Celador 10, um, and I've been playing Tizril or Tiz. Okay, and I've, as usual, been Chris Bookzombie Hill. I've been your DM, and we look forward to uh, your company next time. Goodbye. Yes, goodbye. Bye. Bye. How will our heroes get a body to the church? And what will they find when they get there? Find out in the next episode of Curse of Strahd. Book Zombie presents Curse of Strahd starred Caius as Darius Talvanar, Penny as Marmazette Quince, Jane as Tisriel Forgeflame, Alton as Semyon Anatov, Rick as Lena Random, Josh as Eriman, and Geoffrey the Rock as himself. The DM was Chris Book Zombie Hill, Music and artwork was by The Sleeping God. Produced and edited by Chris Hill. This was a Book Zombie Presents production. If you enjoyed the show, please do like and subscribe. Follow the Twitter account at BZ's Curse of Strahd podcast for additional information and content. And feel free to share any feedback. We'd love to hear from you. <laughs>